Welcome to Hemp Logic Radio, where we attempt to sift facts from opinions in this upside-down world of industrial hemp. Well, hey, 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 it's Hemp Logic Radio. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, today, we've got a special guest, uh, Dr. David Galvez, uh, Chief Science Officer and Strategic Planner in the Canadian Cannabis and Hemp Industries. And he's here to discuss uh, what's going on up north. And uh, what are some of the things uh, the American hemp growers can learn from the mistakes and successes from the, the guys up north, eh? Uh, David, Dr. Gaddis, how, how do you want me how do you want me to uh, introduce you? David is fine. Uh, thank you for having me, Corey. David, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Um, how are you today? How's the weather up there? Ah, fine. This is Canada. We are always a little bit more rainy or or colder than you are, but it's just great. Surrounded by forest. <laughs> where where about in Canada are you? Uh, BC. So I am legally obliged to yeah. don't complain about winter. The winter in BC is not real Canadian winter. No, the the guys. Uh, the guys up in uh, a little, little farther up north and, and to the to the east, they those guys are the ones with the the, the really uh, heavy winters. Yes. So so, so you and yes, I we, we are legally yeah. we are legally obliged to don't complain ever, especially in public. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the there was a there I think there was a big snowstorm uh, just a month or so ago. Maybe it was two months ago. Uh, that was just re- running havoc through the Canadian provinces. It's pretty ugly. It actually was like a week ago, Corey, and and, and there were like places with uh, <laughs> two meters, whatever that is in, in Imperial, two meters of snow. Holy smokes, yeah, that's six feet. That's a lot of snow. I know in Washington State, a big storm to come through, and it was uh, eight feet up in the mountains. That's a lot of snow in a in a twenty four hour period. That's a lot of snow. Yep. So tell me tell tell us a little bit about what you do up there in Canada and and uh, tell everybody about what you you know who you are and and what you do. Uh, well, um, I completed my uh, PhD in plant in plant physiology here in Canada at the University of Alberta. Uh, I moved into formulating. Um, uh, nutraceutical products using um, plants with traditional botanical use. Uh, this is Cava uh, Cava, Scladio tortuosum, a Cat's Claw, uh, uh, a lot of plants from the Chinese pharmacopoeia. And three, three years ago, it became very, very uh, obvious to me that uh, the mother of all traditional plants will become legal in, uh, in Canada. And there was a really great opportunity to bring good science uh, and the experience that I gained working with plants and manufacturing uh, on their uh, FDA and GMP compliance from uh, other industries working with uh, botanical products into the cannabis uh, market. The process has been incredibly difficult because, well, right now everybody talks about GMP, but believe me, three years ago, every in every single fair, every single symposium, you ask people, how are you producing? How are you securing that this will be properly uh, manufactured? And every and the answer was always the same. And this is the way that I have been doing it forever, and it's okay. We know better. Um, 
so the process um, has been uh, quite um, interesting and difficult and challenging. A little bit, um, this is the fall of, of you guys uh, down south because you have such liberty to do so many uh, things uh, that we are not allowed to do here. So when give, uh, give, legal give producers me an example. And, give, and legal, give me an example. Well, you sell CBD stuff with no major quality control in gas stations. For us, every, every cannabinoid... <laughs> <laughs> at the gas yes, stations, it, are you talking about the gas station CBD? <laughs> yes, so you, you sell everything, uh, and you sell CBD pillows, and you have CBD everything, <laughs> uh, and and the quality of your cartridges. Well, you know how the quality of your cartridges is. Uh, you just have a garage, and some guy that uses a kind of gas of butane. You produce something, you put it into carts coming from China, and you sell it. You have a business. So everybody in in Canada that was uh, on the illegal market was expecting, like, why are we not selling charter? Why are wh- why are you asking me to put stainless steel everywhere? Um, so the 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 it was a very strong uh, uh, crash course reality between. Was, it was very obvious that was happening uh, in down south with what we were uh, allowing uh, to be done here. Uh, and this comes very close home when we talk about hemp, because, well, Canadian hemp, um, our definition of hemp is completely different than yours. We have hemp uh, in open fields, uh, oceans of, of hemp, but all of them are grow for seed and uh, fiber. If you grow hemp, regardless of how much THC it is there, if you grow hemp to produce deri- derivatives, if you grow hemp for cannabinoids um, and you want to sell flour because the cannabinoid content or you want to sell the flour um, uh, uh, in order to produce CBD or CBD containing products, uh, you, you need to apply by the cannabis uh, uh, regulation. So by, the, by all practical purposes, um, hemp and cannabis is exactly the same plant as long as they have cannabinoids. Um, th- there is uh-huh. a lot of, of <clears throat> things that, that, that are different. But the one thing that, that I really want to, uh, uh, to bring um, during uh, today's conversation is this thing about... Uh, Vertical integration, Corey, I don't know how many companies need to fail uh, in Canada for people in the U.S. start to understand that vertical integration is a complete madness. Look, Corey, how long will it take me to become a successful, profitable, well-trained hemp grower? I have no experience growing hemp. How much, how much money and years will take me? Oh, <clears throat> I think you could, by your third year, you'd try to, you'd just be getting to find out. And that's depending on your scale. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about vertical much money? integration. So, and, and how well, much money? depending on how big you went. And that's, so when you talk about vertical integration, you talk, let's talk scale. So 
when 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 I was talking to to clients and I would say, you know, you need to be vertically integrated. And what what do you mean by that? Meaning if you're a small farmer and you've got 20 acres, you need to figure out, you know, you need to be able to do it all. You, you're not going to make a, you're not going to make a very good living off 20 acres because you have to be vertically integrated. And what that is, is you have to be able to grow. You have to be able to sow your, your seeds. You have to uh, get them planted, uh, take care of those plants all year long, and then you have to get it harvested. Then after once it's harvested and taken care of properly, now you need to extract it. And what does that mean? Um, uh, my, my knowledge base kind of stops at the edge of the field. So having someone like you on it that knows the next steps, but talking about vertical integration, I need to take it from the field, uh, take it from the storage, and then get it into uh, oil form or isolate form or whatever form they're going to do. But you have to have a brand. That, and my thought is you have to have a brand to go with that. Am I, you know, when we talk about vertical integration, are you talking all the way through brand, all the way to the store? Is that, is that to me, that's vertical. Yes, yes, that is vertical integration. The only thing is that what you are describing is what I, I that is the reason because I said that this is a fantastic and a perfect way to put yourself uh, in trouble. So you just told me that, that, that it will take me three years to become a, a, a profitable and well-managed um, grower, right? So why do you think you could become a profitable and one, a well-managed extractor in less than three years? How do you think, why would you think that you will be able to become a profitable and well-run manufacturer in less than three years, or to even worse, to develop a solid base for a brand in less than that time. Yes, you are a small farmer, but if you are a small farmer and later you need to invest in the hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to uh, run your equipment uh, or your extraction equipment, and is it an extraction equipment that you will very likely need uh, one or two years to really, really master and to become, to comfortable saying, I am as good extractor as I am a farmer. From there, you need to take it to manufacturer. And having a brand is a completely different thing. Corey, do you know Tropicana Juice, right? Well, Tropicana doesn't own yeah. a single, uh, uh, Tropicana doesn't own a single uh, or, uh, orange um, uh, gro grove or whatever you uh, uh, call it, uh, uh, an orange field. Yeah. And the reason because they don't own it is because sure. they are not in the business of of growing plants. They are growing oranges. They are in the business of selling uh, orange juice. So if you're a grower, you need to stay focused on doing the growing and doing well. Do you want to expand into something else related uh, with growing? Well, there is a lot of a specialized niche additional things that you can do as a grower without running into a complete separate business as becoming an extractor. And, and a good example of, of that is you. You you now have this little um, other business in which you plant seeds, right? And, and hem, uh, yeah, how it is called? The yes. mobile seed start line, yes. Yes. So the, you expanded from growing to something else that adds a significant amount of value without necessarily reinventing yourself and running into a completely different business, right? 
So that is the way that expansion should be uh, done, besides the most obvious thing about, well, please do not plan uh, 200 acres of something if you don't have a market for it and if you have not done it before. Sorry, are you there? Yeah. You are breaking up, Corey. Corey, you are breaking up very badly. Corey, if you are there, you are breaking, you are, you went completely quiet. Hey, if anyone is listening, um, I'm not sure if if Corey seems to Corey yeah, cannot. I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm here. I, okay, some, some, great. Someday when I get back in the 21st century uh, and I can actually have good internet. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't know. I'm so sorry, everyone. Uh, I dropped uh, dropped the call and had to come back in. So, did you keep everybody okay. entertained, uh, David? I, I I didn't say I didn't yeah. say anything uh, bad about you, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's all right. Anyway, so uh, I don't know where we left off. You want to go ahead and start? You can go ahead and continue starting. We'll just continue the show here. Uh, what was the last thing that uh, that you hear? Because I'm well, not sure we, if I what I said. About, you know, Go ahead, and you're out. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm I'm here. Oh, okay, so uh, you were can saying? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I was saying, you know, so that we're talking about ver- vertically integrating, vertically integrating, uh, which uh, let's take a farm. Let's say, let's let's go, let's scale this up. Let's say the guy 300 acres, then it's, it's super important that he aligns himself with the extractor, and then then the extractor should have if he's avenues of uh, retail, and I say, but a whole outlets for that. So we talk about fully integrated. I see that as you have the farmer, and whether or not the farmer uh, has his own extraction, that's that's a bigger scale than what we're talking about. But uh, when you have, uh, you need to pull these things together. Uh, everybody needs to to uh, work 
you know, if you don't have an avenue for your end product, whether you're a farmer, extractor, or even the retail side, you, if you don't have a, a, an outlet for whatever it is that you're producing, you're going to fail. That's my take on it. Absolutely, Corey. But the thing is that you don't need to own every step of the uh, supply chain. You are a grower and you work and you become becoming a very efficient, well-managed, profitable grower. And your uh, product has the greatest quality that you can offer. The extraction is done by the extractors, the guy that spent all the money and time and training on running those extraction uh, machines. And then you have a partner that is in charge of uh, of the manufacturing and uh, of the manufacturing, and maybe depending in which state you are, uh, they can connect you with the distribution channel. It's exactly the same thing that I was telling you about Tropicana juice. Tropicana doesn't uh, own the uh, the trees. They don't own the. They have more than a hundred different farmers coming from, I think, 500 different fields. But they don't care about all the struggles of whoever is growing the, uh, whoever is growing those oranges, because that is not their business. Their business is you grow and I make the oranges. Well, then it's, it, with cannabis and hemp, it's exactly the same. You need to identify which are your core competencies, this is what is that you do and you do it well and you are profitable and you are and you have experience and you are planning to be here in the long term and that is what you do, right? And that implies that you, don't, uh, that, uh, that you don't plan or grow more than what you already have contracts for. Uh, that if this is the very first time that you are growing a specific type of hemp, you don't decide that, well, I will grow 300 uh, hectares of this. It, it's just a matter of doing things right. But if for any reason you decide that, well, I want to keep expanding, well, then you, instead of moving away from your area of expertise, what you do is you start drilling deeper. Again, this is the, uh, uh, and a perfect example is what you did, what, uh, your own business. Right, you are in hemp. You want to expand, but instead of actually buying uh, five dollar, five million dollars in equipment to do extraction, that is something that you have no idea how to do. That you will take two years to actually learn and and find the market and the distribution and all that other thing. You just decided to start working with seeds and to offer seedlings, which is dealing drilling deeper into your core competencies that is all related to growing. It's, 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 it was a logical uh, transformation for, for us. Uh, we had the seed line, we bought the seed line last year and I just saw, uh, you know, my partner, Rick, he, he says, you know, we should put this on a trailer and a light bulb. I mean, it literally exploded above my head and I went, that's a great idea. Uh, the, Competition for providing genetics this year is, is I can say, on fire. It's probably one of the, the hottest markets right now is genetics. Uh, I put out that request for 20 million seeds, and, and I, uh, my inbox has probably got 30 different people 
wanting to sell me genetics. So it was a, it was a, just a good transition right over into providing a, a service to that. So, um, Hey, so let, let's let's pivot a little bit away from from the, the integrated thing. I, I'm reading here. You know, talk about your canine, your your CBD for canines. What, 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 how, that, well, tell us more about that. Let me just clarify, let me just clarify the very first thing. Mm, Lotustopia is a California-based company. It's a canine wellness company. We are not a CBD company. We are not a cannabis company. We are a, a wellness company that serve canine and their humans, and we utilize cannabinoids as main ingredients. This, this difference is very, very important because when you say, I have a CBD line of medicine for dogs, where is the core um, focus? What is what you really brings to, to, uh, comes to mind? This is a, a CBD product that does something to dogs. That is not the company that we are. We are a company that produ- that focus on wellness of the dog. This is uh, Corey. Do you have dogs? I do. Corey, have yes, um, yes, I do. Ha- have you ever have you ever struggled with uh, any major uh, condition in a dog? No, he's young. He's one year old. He's he's a youngster, so. Well, as they get older, I, I can tell you this. Where people are looking I, I, for I CBD can tell products. you this. Anyone, anyone that has, uh, or ever had, a sick dog, um, this really uh, hits very close home. Having a sick dog when you have a really good and healthy relationship with your dog is, in one way or other, having a, a member of your family being sick. So by bringing the uh, all the medicinal and wellness properties of cannabinoids to um, to resolve basic common health uh, issues uh, with dogs. We are helping dogs, and we are helping the people that own those dogs. Um, and it just happened that we are focusing on uh, on using cannabinoids as main ingredients. And why are we not a CBD uh, company? Because, as you know. Truly medicinal properties of uh, cannabinoids come when you put them all together, right? Putting isolate in a bottle of oil does very, very little to humans and very, very little to animals. What you want to do is to put the right ratios and the right forms of uh, THC, CBD, terpenes, flavonoids, minor cannabinoids, cannabinoids in acidic forms, is doing the right science in order to, um, uh, to to create the right formulations. And having a real commitment about this, putting the, the real research and the real science behind that, uh, that is uh, what I spent uh, several years doing uh, in the past before I entered into the uh, cannabis company. I am bringing my experience from the nutraceutical uh, industry uh, producing and formulating uh, plant products into uh, the, the veterinary space, which, let me tell you, is an amazingly large space that I am fully expecting to, to you will see that it will explode 2020, 2021. I totally agree. I, I think that the canine and pet market and the hemp industry is, is one of, is, is very 
large and it's going to only get bigger. Um, uh, I know this because how much money I spend on my dog and I'm not even in, I'm not even spending money on CBD products. So I can see that market being uh, just as big as, you know, the human market almost. Um, and if you ask me, and I hope I am not, uh, I will not step in anyone's toes, but nobody really should be uh, buying CBD products. Everybody needs to start looking into full spectrum, include cannabinoids, formulations that include all the goodness within the plant instead of, of a single isolated molecule diluting in some carrier. Including THC. It's, yeah. uh, it's the, the entourage effect. Yes, is the and you know different ratios work differently in different people from different conditions and include all these other components that um you saw the notes uh that I has been publishing well uh, now CBG is exploding and and you will see that at some point um all the uh, acidic forms of, of cannabinoids will start moving into the, uh, the, the, the front line and people will really start understanding that having one single uh, molecule or a plant that, is, uh, that have a, a very unbalanced um, ratio of, of cannabinoids uh, serves very specific but unlimited uh, objectives. When you, when you are talking about uh, wellness, when you are talking about, look, if what you need is very high dose of uh, THC for a specific pain or for a specific medical condition, man, I'm not here to, uh, to say anything against that. If you need very high levels of THC for your specific condition, absolutely. But if you are talking about wellness, preventive medicine, medicine that helps to increase the overall health of, of uh, yourself or your dog in particular, the way to go is full spectrum. And this is including everything, minors, acidic forms, ter terpenes, flavonoids, everything. And good <coughs> responsible science. Good responsible science when you can uh, certify that these products are uh, uh, formulated, uh, bottled, and sold in the absolutely right way. Hey, David, what, but, what's going on? But, but so, I don't want uh, to. But I don't want to keep talking about uh, about this because um, I'm not here to pitch uh, my company. Oh no, no, no! It's what but you. But thank you for that. asking. It, it's interesting. <laughs> The question that I have for you is uh, the, the Canadian side of the the country. There are. Are you guys able to do research and, and sell products for, for canines and dogs and pets? Absolutely not, um, but it's coming. You know that we have Cannabis 1.0, uh, October 2018, uh, where uh, cannabis become legal. We start selling flour and very basic oils. Uh, we have um, Cannabis 2.0, October of 2019, when we start uh, having beverages, um, um, uh, solid concentrates, um, edibles, and cannabis uh, 3.0, which very likely will happen in the next 12 to 24 months, uh, will include uh, nutraceuticals and veterinary products. Huh. But right now, you can sell some of these products uh, um, in California. So I am very, very 
lucky uh, of finding the partner that I found. Um, uh, so that's why in, the California. Uh, that's why the California. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's 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 amazing. I, it it boggles my mind sometimes, and in, in that our governments want to control something that is natural, a plant that really, uh, you know, if, if anything, it makes you want to sit down and eat a bag of chips. And, and then it, you, the, the medical side of it, it just boggles my mind how our governments just try to try to control this and have done a really good job over a long period of time. Although the, the, the loose, the noose is loosening on, on this, on this industry. I, I, you know, the cats, I said it on a other episode, the cat's been out of the bag a long time and we're starting to see the loosening and then the research comes into play. So, um, you know, I appreciate all that you're doing as far as uh, your research and your development and, and these kinds of things. I think it's, it's happened and there's people that are, you know, are in need of it. Yes. And, and the whole thing is, is, is amazing. Corey, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is not something coming from an obscure website. Go to Google search, search patents, the U.S. government own patents on cannabinoids for a specific medical obligations, right? So wherever they actually produce a final product as a medicine and they did um, uh, clinical tri- trials on them. Very likely this never happened, but they know that cannabinoids have a very specific potential to uh, address very basic uh, and serious health problems. On the other hand, you see, you, you have what we have hearing for the last three or four months about all um, uh, what's happening with the markers of, of opioids. How is that they spend hundreds of millions of dollars pushing these uh, pills everywhere in the U.S., causing the death and disintegration of, of hundreds of thousands of people, uh, the disintegration of, of families and societies, whole little towns that were destroyed by the opioid uh, pandemic. And, and tell me if anyone is in jail, because last time that I checked, the, the, none of the really big guys that are responsible uh, that invest and did all these things uh, are being uh, 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 persecuted. What will happen no, is that they, they will put a whole bunch of money in some bank and they will accept no responsibility, a couple of slaps in the hand, uh, and business as usual. A few doctors, a few doctors got pinched for over prescribing, but. Uh, other than that, the guys that actually made the, the drug, uh, they're, they made their billions and the way they go. So it's a little frustrating. Um, don't get me started on the government, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a little frustrating that our government, you know, holds these patents and, and it's going to, you know, the hammer will come down at some point and the government will say, well, we own the patent for this. Uh, we're going to take it from you and give it to one of the big pharmas to, to, exploit so that's that's my take on it um one right round right wrong or indifferent um well i you know what i think uh you know i i'm looking through our i'm looking through our 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 notes here on what we were going to talk about and we ended up uh 
kind of spinning off on on the uh i think i'm going to change the title to uh fully you know integrated thoughts and processes and uh definitely i'm glad we talked about the canine stuff in the pet market because that's a that's an interesting market in itself um in fact if you can you know we should do another we should do another show talking just just straight canine and pet the pet market i think that'd be a good show Absolutely. I really, uh, Corey, um, this is one thing that, that, that I really want to, uh, to be clear here. Um, uh, the Canon market is a fantastic market to be in. You guys in the U.S. have an excellent opportunity to do this right. But as sad as it sounds, what will happen and this is actually happening right now, is that if you Google in Amazon CBD products for pets, you will find a whole bunch of things that are nothing uh, more than poorly uh, formulated things of isolate into some sort of carrier, put poorly into, uh, into a bottle in the garage of someone. You need it's to start ha- recognizing happening. the difference between yes, you but you need to start uh, recognizing the difference and 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 starting to ask the same type of we want better quality all across the manufacturing process um, for veterinary products in the same way that you when, than, that we do it for humans. And you know this is an opportunity that I I had a, a great chance to explore. Because as you, as I said, in Canada we cannot do this. I feel be very, very uh, fortunate to to find in, uh, the opportunity to do this together with Alex at Kosushin, uh, the CEO of Lotustopia. That actually he brought me to the company and explained to me, okay, th- this is happening with dogs. The opportunities here. And, and to be honest, uh, I was not really aware of, of how uh, big the opportunity is and how important um, cannabinoids are for animals and how many well-documented cases are of uh, the life of, of, of uh, dogs being changed for the better thanks to cannabinoids. So this is I something think, that is happening. I think we should do a show on it. I think we should do a show on it. Um, Give it. We'll, if everything let's, let's goes okay uh, in a couple of if if everything goes okay in a couple of quarters, uh, my product will be uh, outside in the market, and we can come and and revisit the issue. Corey, I would thank love, you I would, very much think, for having me. I think you. Yeah, I, let's let's definitely do that. When your when your product comes online, let's have you back on the show. Does that sound like a deal? Mm, that sounds like a deal, Corey. Uh, are we expecting any questions for the audience, or or, or uh, we just call it I, a day? I think we just call it a day. I think uh, unless you've got some questions that you'd like to, you know, put out there and and then answer them, I don't have uh, that. That would be my. Uh, I need to do some little bit, uh, little bit better prep on uh, for questions, but this unfortunately, David, this is over my head, and so uh, I, I struggle with it. So uh, just having you on helps me learn. So that's kind of why I wanted you to come on so I can learn about, about the side that I don't, hey, I'm Corey, not really good on. Corey, I, I'm not telling you how to do this, but if you are too busy and this is not your, your, your cup of tea, just hire someone to help you. I am pretty sure you will find someone that will love to do this and, and will rock uh, the, uh, the whole thing for you. 
Yeah, but I got I got I have to learn myself. So I mean, having you come on, learning a little bit about this, and uh, you know, I, we got to talk a little bit about farming, so I like that. Um, but yeah, I think this is there's a there's a group of people, a segment of people that are interested in this in this thing. So um, no, I appreciate you coming on, and I most definitely want you to come back on when your product launches. So I want to hear about it. Perfect. Thank All you right, very David. much, Corey. Thank you, sir. Take Have care. a great day. Talk soon. Thank Same you. Same to you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye now. Bye. All right, guys. That uh, wraps up our show here. Uh, Dr. David Galvez was on, chief science, uh, chief, a chief scientific officer, uh, a gentleman with lots of knowledge, uh, way more than – it's way over my head, but – um, as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, this is a pretty rough show. I don't edit anything. It's all live. So uh, from what I'm hearing and what I'm gathering from the audience is that they enjoy the the uh, the unedited version of, of something like this. So if you've uh, stayed, if you're listening to this part of the show, I appreciate you staying on. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, hit me up with uh, hit me up with a, an email at radio at hemplogic.com. And let's see if we can get you and your product or your your process on the radio. You guys have a great rest of your day, and I appreciate you guys listening. Take care.